Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Tony Cece. Hey, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. I don't know what that extra sound effect was. I was hitting buttons and I just did something weird. Anyway, this episode, we're going to be talking about USTE, Ultimate Scale Truck Expo. Just got back from Williston, Florida, where the event took place over the weekend. And all I can say is it was amazing. Uh, So much. The whole week was amazing for me. So we went down ahead of time. We stopped at uh, my wife's aunt and uncle's house in Indianapolis on Saturday before USTE. Then we went to my brother's in Atlanta, spent the night there, got to see their new place and his pet peacock. And uh, yeah, he has a pet peacock. And then we made our way down to the Airbnb that we had reserved in Williston, right around the corner from the Devil's Den area um, and the the grounds where USTE was held. And um, man, it was awesome. Great weather all week. We went fishing. We, uh, we got a guide that took us out on the Gulf. We went fishing. And caught sheep's head and puffer fish and mackerel and uh, mangroves. I guess kind of like a redfish, small sized. Uh, we, I mean, we we were pulling in all different kinds of stuff all day long, six hours of straight reeling and fish, and it was a blast. Um, had a great great time doing that, and very thankful for that opportunity. Um, then we kind of vegged out the next day, just kind of you know, relaxed. I prepped all my gear. I actually went up early and started filming some stuff at USTE while they were getting the last stuff set. Um, Thursday was vendor day. So I was up there filming and doing stuff with, uh, the different vendors that had shown up early. They got to hit the trails. So I got to follow some of them out on the trail, get a little bit of footage of trucks driving because once, when I was going to say when, and I was going to say once at the same time, once everything got started, There was so much going on that it was very hard to get out to the trails to film, especially because the trails were so much further away this year because they moved the vendor area uh, to a field over, one more field over, so it could be larger. More parking, more vendors, insane how many people they had there uh, on vendor row. So um, I didn't know until I started working on this video with them about USCE, what it was all about. And now looking back, you can see it, even though I didn't know that it was kind of a mission of USCE, but you could see it being played out. And that is that their, their goal is to connect the manufacturers or vendors with the enthusiasts in the hobby. Uh, so they can have like face to face interactions with them, talk about their products, talk about um, what they, you know, what they'd like to see or problems that they may have had with stuff. And it's good for the vendors to be able to hear from, you know, us users firsthand. And then for also the vendors to be able to interact with each other. And I mean, it's just, a, it makes this really awesome community of RC enthusiasts. It's really, really cool. So 
Um, on top of that, they have like nine or ten courses that are insane, um, highly detailed, and a lot of attention given to them as far as rock stacking um, and just all of the different elements they put into it from little gates to um, bridges that they make. To, I mean, it's it's really, really some of the best trails that you'll ever see that are not comp trails. These are set for following the trails, driving your truck along them, and kind of, you know, safely for the most part driving your trucks. Now, you can fall off of bridges. You can fall off of some of the cliffs and cliff sides that you're running along, but it's not like super in the rocks, scratching everything up necessarily. Um, they're just scale ro- roads and routes, and it's really, really fun. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of courses, and uh, there's really no competition in it except for the scale gallery. The show and shine is the competition of USTE. It's not trail competitions. It's building competitions because this is really for um, scale modelers. People in the hobby that want to take their builds to the next level as far as realism. And uh, and I'll tell you what, some of the stuff that was happening this year was next level. This is the second USTE that I've been to. I had a break in between when we moved. So I was in there in 2021, and it felt twice as big this year as far as how many people um, were there and the size of the vendor row. Uh, it, it felt at least two times as big, and um, it already felt big the year before. But it doesn't also feel overwhelming. Some people just want to come and do the trails, and so they you know, they bust out to the trails as soon as they can. And the area that they have the vendors set up is so big now that you don't feel just completely crowded and like people are in your space. There's plenty of room to kind of have your own space which is really cool too. But it does make it hard for me as a filmmaker to try and show how many people are there at one time because there is so much room for people to spread out either in the parking lot or they're set up tents at their cars to work on their trucks or, you know, have all their stuff set up. And, uh, but yeah, so there's, I mean, it's unreal how much is going on. And I felt it firsthand because I was trying to capture it and film it. I was there to film. That's why I went to USTE this year was to film help make them a video about what USTE is. It's not necessarily going to be a recap video of 2023 USTE, and they may you know, have it set up as that in the titling or something. But the goal as I was filming the video was really to capture the essence of USTE, regardless of what year you come, like what you feel when you come there. And so um, that's kind of what I was going for with my interview questions and also um, the footage that I was shooting. But I'm also trying to show all the different aspects of it. Because if you come and you hit all the trails, then you've missed out on something else. And that may be your goal. You may just want to come because they set up such amazing trails and you may just want to run trails all weekend long because it's only available during USTE. Those trails disappear. You're not allowed to run them. They become... Uh, trails that cows and pigs graze and do whatever on this farm. <laughs> so it's not it's not open to the public to just run it year-round. They're set up with this one goal in mind of doing USTE, and then it's not available. So it may be that you just want to do that. Um, but 
then you're missing out on a whole bunch of other stuff that they've set up for people. And it may or may not matter to them. You know, that may be all they want to do. But if you want to get the full experience, you can hit, and especially if you know you can come multiple years, you can hit a couple of trails, have a great time. They're miles long. Like there's miles and miles of trails. You could go and hit some. You can come back and they've got classes. You can learn how to weld, TIG weld. You can learn how to do metal mashing like uh, Metal Masher does to make bodies. You can learn how to solder. Um, there's painting techniques. Uh, there was like scale figure building and, you know, scale item building techniques. There was uh, scale garage weathering and patina stuff that you could learn. And these are from some of the top people that you're watching and seeing do these kind of things, either through message boards or groups or uh, social media or YouTube. You might be following people on there and, and what they're doing. And these guys are the ones that are teaching you how to do it. And it's amazing opportunity that you have as part of your entry into the USTE. It's more than just riding trails. Um, there's that information part, but then there's also that exchange between um, enthusiasts and, you know, the actual vendors. Like Reefs RC comes. You can talk to them, ask them questions about their servos and their setups for their servos or programming their servos or um, any questions you might have about that castle creations was there and they actually did a class now that I'm thinking about it on how to program your ESCs and the different features that you can unlock for crawling by, you know, setting up your ESC, right. And different, um, auxiliary channels and stuff that you can use to change how it operates on the fly, stuff like that, that is just amazing to be able to learn firsthand from the people that develop and create these products for us. Um, and then we can ask them questions, um, which is awesome to see. But also there's people, I've seen them go up to, to Castle with a problem they may have been having, and they were able to help them work it out or change whatever settings right there on the fly and get them up and running how they kind of had hoped that their parts or products would work. And it's just because they didn't have a setup right. And so it's cool to see that happen. Um, there's so, so many, I mean... I'm trying to think through some of the, the different vendors that you have there. RC Car Action's there. Um, Big Squid is there. Uh, so you got like magazine representation there. You can talk to them. Maybe you want to try and get in on Reader's Rides or you want to try and get something in to show off one of the rigs that you've built. They're there to talk with and, and firsthand um, so they know who you are. So maybe if they see something come from you coming in, they might be able to, to you know, keep an eye out for it. Axial was there uh, and they had their rigs on display and their new pro was on display, which actually looks very cool. I got to see it firsthand now uh, other than just seeing it in videos and it's impressive uh, for um, an Axial kit. That's a comp kit. I, I was very impressed with it. Um, Carry all RC crawlers and crawler and customs was there and he and one ten rod shop, had these one tenth scale semi trucks that were insane this year. You you have to see them to believe it because they're so much bigger than the already already big <laughs> semi trucks that are fourteen scale. The tenth scale are massive in comparison and definitely uh, command some respect when you see them. Uh, but some of those semi truck builds were the attention to detail, putting little weld marks and different things on the 
the thing so it looks like they're actually welded together parts on the the trailers and oh i mean the detail the detail this year especially compared to two years ago is on another level as well uh we saw things like uh working power windows on one of them we saw uh dipsticks for the engine that they have the scale engines and stuff you can pull out the dipsticks unbelievable detail that people are putting into the scale replicas that they're building as rcs where you don't see any of the electronics or any of that stuff they've hidden all of it away i don't even know how they do it it's like magic um and then you know people like uh jeremy kilburn will actually take his out and, and trail with them like on the trails that year they put in all this time and effort for this one event to really wow the socks off of each other, partly, you know, like, cause they're all buddies and they're, you know, they're competing against each other, but they're also kind of wowing each other. Like it, it's unbelievable what they're able to create and come up with. And, uh, it's almost, I, I don't envy the judges because there are so many really, really good ones that it's so hard to even notice all the details because there's so many that to, to really look at all the trucks and look for those details. There's some where you can quickly see it's missing a detail that you know others have and kind of just kind of write that off a little bit as far as awards go. Not necessarily, it's still an amazing, amazing looking truck. But what they are looking for at this point with USTE is on a whole nother level. You know, you've got to have certain elements or that, you know, it's immediately not even up for contention anymore, you know? So, um, as you watch them, they're laying down, looking under things and they're, they're looking for the little details that is going to set one apart from the other. Um, if they both have say dipsticks in their engines. So where does one shine over another? And, um, yeah, I mean, unreal. The one with the working windows, uh, was mind blowing. The Toyota, land cruiser that he built i believe it was a land cruiser and uh he had two of them he had he had a white one that didn't have the windows and stuff that went down and, and the other one and i think they both won awards um but again next level builds um then we had i, mean, I could talk about this stuff for a while so that was a long thing they had the i call them dioramas they call them dioramas uh, but they had them little vignettes. And so most people I think were thinking 24 scale. So there's a lot of garages or one built a, um, a gas station shell gas station. That was pretty cool. And then there was this lady that showed up with a 24 scale one and it again, next level uh, trees. It, it had this whole like stilted house on a river and Everything just about except for I think a couple animals was handmade. Um, and those animals I believe were 3D printed. Very few things were 3D printed. Most of it was handmade. Um, the cool like metal tin roofing on the top, the like corrugated roofing was made out of cardboard boxes and painted to be rusted. And um, they had a little shed there. And if you looked inside the shed, there was an RC box that was open with like broken foam pieces like that would have held the RC um, that was shaped like around an RC. I mean, insane details that they went in. They had two uh, 24 scale trucks on the trails, like parked up one under a house like thing. And then on the other side, like it was on their trail. 
but the trees were all handmade. So much of it was handmade and it really, I mean, it, it floored me to, to even look at it and see all the detail that she put into it over months. Uh, cause she knew there were good builders there. It was her first time attending USTE and she walks away with a best of show, uh, diorama that was, you know, detail wise, way more complex and things because of building the little houses and the sheds and the, the multiple buildings and trees, uh, versus just having like three walls and then kind of building out a garage or something, which those were still impressive. Don't get me wrong. I was, I was floored by some of like the work that Josh from RC every day does on his with weathering and all that. And the little details, that if you're really looking and you pick up on very cool. Um, so Jeremy from Big Squid had really cool setups with like a Hoonigan slash part of a garage, a Batman and a um, the DeLorean. So he had like three little vignettes in his. Um, there's one that had this little campsite thing with like a little running water uh, with a little pump. That was pretty cool. I think that got overlooked by most people, the little running water piece of it. But yeah, I mean, it it was pretty cool. But the 24 scale one was was definitely a jaw on the floor kind of, I can't believe this. You know, when you're looking at it in the entirety of everything and then she drops this on us, it's like, whoa. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see, though, if uh, more people go with the 24 scale or if we're going to still kind of keep on theme with, you know, fitting on their tables and being uh, – uh, 10 scale ones or if people will go more that other route where you can go all in with trails and trees and picnic tables and in that smaller scale of a little vignette so um, or if they'll they'll break that up because you really do have a whole lot more that you can do I feel like in that world and so I wonder if next year they might break it into two groups or categories because of there's a there's a lot more room to have wow factor I feel like in the 24 scale one, um, so I don't know. I'm not trying to say that you know one way is better or worse. I just I'm just thinking about all the possibilities of what you can do with 24 scale on the same amount of space, um, but which just means more detail, more time, and a whole lot of things. So yeah, I'm curious how that'll go moving forward. It was open to definitely having it and you know, all, all within the rules and, um, she did an amazing job. So, uh, drift, there was a whole on-road kind of awards and there were some really sick looking on-road cars there, um, from the red cat, uh, cars that they have out now, um, to, uh, the rat rod that Josh from RC every day did to the drift cars, drift cars. They're also very scale with their builds. So, um, it's, it's cool to have that element also on display and they're able to set up drift tracks pretty cool with um, little platforms to run on there right on the grass uh, by building it with uh, four bait sheets of plywood with tile on them and stuff like that in order to you know create these cool drift tracks. Um, and then RC Sup- Supremacy was there and had a little mini drift track set up with these little mini rollout vinyl mats that he has with streets and all this graphics on them that make for really cool drift setups that um, they even sell if you wanted to get. Um, so they were selling mini, mini drift stuff. And then 
um, yeah, you, there, yeah, <laughs> there was so, so much stuff going on. Um, Operation 11, Charlie was there and, uh, they had, uh, the veterans there and, um, they were doing some cool stuff with them and getting them out on the trail. Um, Jay Concepts was there with their new Corvair body that looks very much like the Matt's road off-road recovery. Well, because he's using a Corvair, but they call it the Morvair. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of people making that Morvair, um, from Matt's off-road recovery out of that body. Uh, it'll just be clear when it's sold. And so people can do what they want. And, uh, I have a feeling it's a very popular YouTube show to watch. And I have a feeling that a ton of people are going to do that with theirs. Um, and they had the new 2.2 landmine and tusks out. And I'm a big fan of both those tires, um, in the 1.9. I know they've got them in the larger. I don't remember what size is the SCX six. If they're 2.9 or 3. I don't know what size that is exactly, but the larger size for the SCX6, they already had them, but now they dropped them in the 2.2. They also have a new Ford and a new Chevy like comp truck body. They're tucked front and rear that uh, was announced this weekend. FMS was there. They had a pretty big spread, and um, they were sponsoring the 24 scale stuff, so they had that little 24 scale course set up with awesome bridges and uh, trails and all that right in the middle of the um, you don't have to go out to the trail to run them you can actually just sit there all the whole time and run them right in the middle of the um, the vendor area and that was cool and then in front of that they had a little um, monster truck for the max smasher by fms that uh, they did races on like drag racing and you know they eliminationed it out with brackets until they had the last two people who did race for a winner, but they both got to keep the truck that they ran uh, or choose the winner got to choose which one they wanted. I believe is how it worked, but they both walked away with a, a max smasher, which was cool. Um, and then Jack's RC recycle and repair did something very similar with the 10 scale. And they built up two exact same trucks to race on the, uh, the vintage buggy track, which was the day before. Um, so the, the Max Smasher and the other race were on Sunday. On Saturday, they had vintage buggy racing and uh, monster truck racing. So they had two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive racing, and that was super fun to watch for the buggies. And then they did the monster trucks, which was crazy on that little um, course that they'd set up for the uh, the vintage racing. Perfect for those. For monster trucks, they had way more speed than they needed, but... It, the people that were able to keep it under control and keep it all the wheels on the ground and going forward and, and in the right direction did the best, but it was super fun and entertaining to watch all of it. Um, lots of cool vintage cars from like the sand scorchers to some of the old buggies from like Tio to uh, and Kyosho and all them uh, really neat to see. Uh, them racing them, and uh, I ended up picking up a Sand Scorcher from Scale Rat, who I'd, I'd been eyeballing that thing all weekend. You know, like I said, I was filming, so I kept filming trucks that were very cool and lots of detail was paid uh, attention to detail, and I kept getting drawn and sucked into that one. And I found out later that he was selling it, and so I ended up buying it off of him on Sunday, and am very very excited to have it in my collection. 
And yeah, I love the weathering job he did on it. The dusting and all of that looks super good. Very vintage uh, paint job on it. And they're just a cool buggy in general. Just the um, metal chassis and all that that they come with um is just it's a very very cool to me uh um what else man so much stuff so much stuff going on um oh crawler park was there and that was toys four-wheel drive something like that toys wd four uh, wd or toys wheel drive um they were selling the crawler park stuff that was the little 10 scale and 24 scale made out of pieces of wood that are cut laser cut out that you then build into little obstacles. And I'd always wondered about them. I'd seen them online and they look kind of cool, but I wasn't sure. And having actual runtime with them, I realized that they were a great way to check for baselines and how things improve. You know, I'm making a crawler course in my basement but these are very repetitious. Like you can, you can see the flex. One of them is totally a flex machine, like maker. You can see if the truck flexes or not. Another one is you can see it's uphill climbing capability or descent capability. See how your weight balance works. See how tires, different tires help you maybe climb it. So it's really, really cool to to have that as a, a little tool that we can use in making unboxing videos and uh, upgrade videos and see how changes make it better or worse uh, when you throw it on the same obstacle. And um, with a course, it's a little bit easier to find different lines and do it. This is going to be a whole lot harder to just, oh, I had a good line or not. Like there's only, you can get your wheels on it not very many different ways and try to conquer it. So that's pretty cool. Um, the trails this year were amazing. I got out on them, um, briefly, uh, on Thursday with, um, some of the guys from big squid and others who went out, uh, and there was like a whole Chevy group, like a square body group that went out. And so got to film that. And that was fun to watch them drive those, and then I got out with um, Joe from Exo Caged and uh, Jeremy Kilburn and uh, a couple other guys. And I was mainly filming there too because they were very dollhouse, uh, very scaled out, and weren't Lexan or anything like that. They were very, very nice builds, very thorough builds. Um, that checked off a lot of boxes of what USTE is about. And that's the kind of stuff I was trying to cover mainly were those type of vehicles for the video to really show people wh where where the inspiration comes. Yes, there's the trails and there's a whole bunch of stuff. And it's there's all different layers of building or levels of building. But, I mean, the scale modeler and the people that are definitely looking to make theirs look scale is what, what it's really about in, in the end. Um, and so even if it's not you that does it, that's what you come to look at and to see what other people have done. And that's half of the draw of the event, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I got some footage of that. I got to run with them a little bit. I just brought my, my Phoenix, which is, you know, <laughs> again, there's all different levels of builders. Mine was a box stock ready to run 
Vanquish Phoenix that was brand new announced because I haven't got to drive it on anything but snow and uh, an indoor course here. So I want to get it outdoors and just play around with it. And so I had very little runtime with it while I was there, but I did get out on a trail and ran maybe uh, a quarter of it because half of it I was just kind of um, leaving it to the side while I filmed and then I just kind of shortcut my way to myself and then run a little bit of the trail and then film the guys. It's really, I was out there to film. And so that's what I was doing. And the little driving I got was a bonus. Um, but yeah, there was so much going on. The semi trucks were beautiful. Like I mentioned earlier, 110 rod shop and crawlers, uh, and crawler and customs had awesome 110 scale ones, but there were so many cool different ones. Sean, uh, from Sean's RC Adventures had a really cool little tow truck rig or tow rig that was all decked out and um, you have to watch him drive that got to meet him for the first time him and Tony drove down from the northeast there and got to meet them both uh, we all chat online and uh, on YouTube and different things and so it's cool to see people that you've never met before in person to meet them in person instead of just on a screen and chatting and talking we all already feel like you know each other, so it's just a, a really easy way into it. So that was really cool um, to get to see them. Again, I was pretty busy, so I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time just chatting and shooting the breeze with people um, like I would have loved to have had. But, you know, I was there for a purpose, and I was I was there to work, and I was working my, my tail off whenever I could. And um, I think it showed. People kept saying I needed to sit down and take a break, or you need to stop and eat. <laughs> I need to get some water um, where you can. But, um, yeah, I mean, the days go quickly because it's only open from for the public from, like, 9 to 5.30 or 5. And they shut down, and at the end they do, like, some giveaways and different things like that. So much stuff is given away. I, I need to mention that. The giveaways are insane. Like, <laughs> there are so many things that are given away. It'll blow your mind. Um. But, and that's a bonus again, you know, people are saying that they pay, you know, it's not cheap to come, uh, if you come for the day or if you come for the weekend. Um, but it's, it's probably one of the best, if not the best RC event that you could go to. And so what you're, you're paying for is you're paying for the quality of it. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so they put a lot of time and effort into it, and it's a year-round thing for them to, to work on to just have it run for the three days that we're there. They're working on it nonstop, trying to lock down vendors to come in um, so we can hang out with them, talk to them. Um, Scalar Fab was there again. They've been there over and over and over. RC Hobbies Orlando, uh, Nick Barber, uh, Red Cat Racing, um, yeah, I mean, just so, so many people. Uh, Make It RC, got to meet them there. They have an awesome YouTube channel as well. Um, Exo Cage, which I mentioned earlier. GCM Racing was able to be there again after all this uh, crazy viruses and all that that kind of locked down the world for a while. They were able to be back. Awesome to meet them. Great guys. Definitely passionate about these trucks. And their builds are are very, very good, and what they offer for people to 
improve their own builds is insane. Um, their new Bronco stuff and chassis are are beautiful. They're they're a thing of beauty, man. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't get to see the Basher Park so much. I saw a little bit of it through the trees, but I was trying to lock down some last interviews and things with people, make sure that we we're going to have kind of the story arc of the video and the voicing behind it. Cause it's really going to be driven by that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I may have to probably try to, I've got a lot of visuals. Um, but because I'm trying to maintain it being, especially the driving stuff, those scale vehicles and that I may, may try to lean in on some of the people from years past and see if I can get some of the, the footage since this is documentary style, um, to be able to utilize in this. So, uh, we'll see how that all goes. I know I have a lot. It's overwhelming to think about asking to try to get more. <laughs> and it's one of those things too, where you always forget how much you actually have. Like you always just want more. Like when I'm filming at the end of the day, I'm always like, eh. people ask, how'd it go? And they're like, eh. you know, cause you remember what you didn't get or you wish you got. And sometimes you forget about how much amazing stuff you, you did get. And, and that's hard. Like, because there's always, you're always chasing more and you um, and I probably have way more than hours of, and hours of footage that I need, um, to make this. And so, uh, but there are certain little things I got that I know I got the first year I came that I didn't get this year, partly because, and if I did get it, I didn't get the right type of trucks going through it, like over bridges or through certain elements that I remember from the past, because again, as much as I was running and trying to do interviews and trying to get all this stuff, um, trying to show the classes, trying to show the different events that they have to really showcase that UST is a massive, massive event. Um, and it's very much about a lot of it is what takes place within Vendor Row. Um, there's, there's the trails, but there's so much going on in Vendor Row that they do for you and that you can um, use to better your craft and um, gain excitement for doing more with the hobby when you leave and also to come back with something even better the next year. And so that's what's so cool about that vendor row area. Um, you know, and then, then to be able to hit a couple of trails with what you did create is, you know, it's the icing on the cake, right? Uh, and so not only do you get to show off what you've worked on for so long and that you've learned to do from other people in the hobby and from vendors that make stuff that help you do it better. And then to be able to say, boom, here's what I did and show people and to, to, you know, go crazy over what they did and have them go crazy over what you did. And, you know, just this kind of mutual respect that's shown throughout the whole weekend, which is really cool uh, to see um, because, you know, people really want theirs to do well, but they also just see what other people have done. And, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta root for them too. You know, it's, it's kind of hard. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so then at the end of that, to be able to say, all right, you know, this was amazing. Let's take this truck out and let's, let's get some beauty shots of it running. Some, may, some people may not have ever run theirs outside because it was all about getting ready for the event. 
and it may be the first time they get to put power to it and get those cool shots of it out on the trail. I mean, yeah, it's uh it's a, it is a special event. It, you know, I could just keep finding little things to, to kind of hone in on because there is so much that's going on. Um, and there's so many interactions that take place. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, the camaraderie that happens, the laughter, um, the time spent together out on the trails, the time spent together at tents, just talking or learning or asking questions. Like I, I've really been into the 124 scale stuff. It's no, you know, no shocker to many people that have seen where we've gone with it in the last year since moving to Michigan. And, uh, it hard hard park crawlers was there and had some really cool stuff and so i you know as i was interviewing him for other stuff i was just kind of asking about some of the things that he's doing with his builds and learned so much about the way that they are doing comps and different things uh, and how they run their trucks which is the opposite of how we set ours up and it's super cool to see like i don't know who's right or wrong or better or worse i guess it depends on the course you're driving on um, and you know, if you suit it for that, then you're best off for what you're doing. Uh, I don't know who's just more in the middle where if you both go to something where you don't know what it's going to be, who's just going to perform better, but super cool left with several of his products. Luckily I got them first day during the whole setup and all that, um, that, uh, in the early morning and walked away with one of them that caught my eye, the V dub chassis. And so I'll be working on that and doing some stuff with it. But yeah, I mean, if you can only go to one event this year and you're into the tiny trucks, crawling, that kind of stuff, uh, you're a trail walker, you like that kind of thing, you want to meet people. This is the, tr- this is, this is one of the, this is the best one you could go to. This would be my choice. If I could go to one event a year that wasn't monster truck racing. <laughs> Uh, if I could go to one RC crawling event, I mean, this would have to be it because it has so much more than just that. I mean, it's, it's kind of a all inclusive thing and they do it to a level that it's just hard to compare to anything else. Um, because of the detail, the orderliness, that's the other thing. They have a schedule and they stick to it. There's no hemming and hawing like you may miss something if you get there late because you, if it's on the schedule, they stick to it. Um, and it just keeps things moving very much about order. Um, and you see that with the way the trails are built, the way everything's set up and down to park in the cars. Like, you know, it's not like just willy nilly go where you want. It's nope. Come down. We're going to park everybody as they come in. That's where you're going to go. And, uh, yeah, try to keep things organized, keep things moving so that we're not like making weird rows places because people want to park wherever they want to park. It's, it's very organized and, um, it's, it's one of the best run events I've been to, um, because they know how to do an event. That's what it comes down to. Some people know how to do it like to a level that is, um, you know, you see the difference and and that's all I can say about it is you see how different it is. There's a lot of great events, but there's something different about this one and it's special. Anyway, guys, I can't keep rambling. I could because I'm a rambler 
especially when I get into this podcast mode, I don't have a whole lot of notes. I'm not a very note-driven person. I am not that orderly person that USCE is. Kind of not good at calendars. <laughs> and uh, I like things to just happen naturally, and that's how I film. That's how my work goes for that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this, and we'll catch you next time.